0: Blessings, folks. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. Uh, as I say a lot of times at the ending of the program, uh, do pass the Word about this time together. That's the main way that we're able to get more people involved in studying the Word of God. So we've uh, just completed looking at the first chapter of First Peter, and it closed with an exhortation uh, that since we have uh, submitted ourselves to obedience to the truth, and since we have purified our souls that we need to fervently love one another because that sincere love of the brethren has been placed there by Father through the Holy Spirit. the Lord is dwelling within us and that love for the brethren for one another will be something that the world does not understand and can't experience but we're encouraged to fervently love one another and when you look at the balance of scripture you find that why. That is it's too easy to quench that. And sometimes we do that, okay? Sometimes we set aside that love. Sometimes we w- walk within the power of the flesh, and we see that a lot in the professing church. And I say the professing because there's times that when people profess to be believers, and they truly are. There's other times when they profess to be believers, and they truly <clears throat> are not. And people will say, well, how dare you say that? You're not supposed to judge. No, no, the Lord told us that we can uh Uh, that we will know who are truly his by uh, their deeds and by what we see as pattern practices of behavior within their life. And so we are encouraged to fervently love one another. Well, we go into chapter 2. Listen to what Peter says right here, beginning with verse 1. Therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babies long for the pure milk of the word so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. If you've tasted the kindness of the Lord. And so I think this is the third time we've seen this if type of thing here. And it carries the idea of since you have tasted of this. But it, it, it's a good word of warning for us because you see over in the Second Corinthians Where Paul says to examine yourself to see if you be of the faith, okay? Not to put fear in anybody, but to make sure that you're not just some religionist going along, okay? So look what he's telling them to do. Uh, The last few verses prior to this, the end of chapter 1, he was talking about the Word of God and how, you know, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the Word of our God lasts forever, Okay. We are saved by the word, and the word, according to First John, is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. But we also know that the word that he speaks brings forth power. So we're seeing both elements of it here. He's telling us to do something. He says, therefore, in light of everything that we've seen in uh, chapter 1 up to this point in time, therefore, he calls us to do something. Put aside what? Did you can notice what he said to put aside? All malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, all envy, all slander. And you you ever think about this, that we're saved, we're born again. He just called us to be holy, even as he's holy. He says, walk in this holiness, uh, fervently love one another. But he says, put aside these things. We can still, folks, choose to walk in malice, in deceit, in hypocrisy, envy, and slander because we're still in these corporeal vessels, we can choose to walk in this thing. And you know, these are things that we encounter day in and day out with ourselves, with other people who profess to be believers. Okay. Uh, I encounter it on a regular basis of people who profess to be believers, but the pattern and practice of their life is deceit. Okay. It's deceit. If your pattern and practice of life is some form of a sin, then you're not truly saved. You're not truly saved. Uh, Yes, we can make a decision to walk in deceit and to lie about something and still be truly safe. I'm talking about the pattern and practice of behavior all the way through. But he's saying right here, put these things aside. Don't walk in them. Don't walk in malice. Don't walk in deceit. Don't walk in hypocrisy. Don't walk in envy. Don't walk in slander. But be like newborn babies and long for the pure milk of the word. We must long for the pureness of the word. And if it's the word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, what John says, hallelujah, that's great. Here is speaking, I think, more of the written word and the word that he's communicated throughout what we call the Old Testament and the New Testament. Why do I think that? To where you can grow in respect to salvation. That's the next part of the line. To long for the pure milk of the word so that you may grow in respect to salvation. Do you long for the pure milk of the word? I think it's a sad state of affairs that most true believers don't long for the pure milk of the Word. They will be in the Word of God. They'll read a little devotional. I mean, if I had a nickel for every time people talked about devotional, really, you know, I have to be careful what I say about that Uh, because of what you usually see in devotionals. They're, They're usually just a verse, and somebody tells a couple of stories with it, and people go, ooh, isn't that cool? And I go, well, yeah, that's cool. But has it really been applied to your heart? And are you being transformed by that? Are you longing for the pure milk of the word? Not the milk of the word that has been adulterated. Not the milk of the word that has been watered down. Not the milk of the word. I've actually heard preachers say this. You know, I've studied for weeks on this passage right here. And I think I got it down to where you can understand it. Really? Really? What arrogance, what hubris. I remember I heard that one Wednesday night, a guy said, and, and honestly, I wanted to grab a hymnal and throw it at him. I was so irritated by that, of talking down to the body in that way. You know, you just don't do that. Like newborn babes, just think of that newborn baby. They, they just want to be fed, folks. And what do we put up with from the pulpits? Oh, my, it just it just breaks your heart. What do we put up with from Sunday school classes or so-called Bible studies, you know? He says this is what we're to long for, the pure milk of the Word, because this is what is going to cause you to grow in respect to salvation. You wonder why people are not growing in respect to salvation. You wonder why the kingdom is not growing. Uh, let's just take numbers. People are always po- pointing the numbers. Why they're not growing numerically, it's usually because the word of God is not being taught and the word of God is not being preached. It's real simple. Okay. Uh, I I see it all over the place. And uh, how many times have I said this? You'll hear me say this over and over again, but it is a truth. We must be men of our word and we must be men of the word. If you're not an individual, and by men I mean mankind, man and woman, if you're not an individual of your Word, that someone can trust your Word, when you tell them you're going to do it, that you will do it. If you're not that, and if you're not a person of the Word of God, someone who longs for the pure milk of the Word, someone who knows the Word, someone who's going to speak forth the Word into situations, someone who's going to speak forth the truth, if you're not that, then what good are you? Okay, You may tell great stories. You may get up there. You may say this. You'll probably use a scripture passage to uh, leap off into something as a pretext. Okay, But most of what we see from believers isn't the longing for the pure milk of the word. We long for power. We long for position. We want to do all this kind of stuff in the name of God, but we simply don't do what the Lord says. And since we don't long for this, guess what is an undercurrent under all this? There's malice. There's deceit. There's hypocrisy, there's envy, there's slander. It's because we don't do this. So that's a word I really uh, think that we as the body must receive today. Take this before the Lord. Say, Lord, do I really long for the pure milk of your word? And then watch what he does. And there's going to be some difficult decisions made right here, okay? There really, there will be. Because you may find yourself going, you know, I just cannot take this anymore where somebody is just adulterating the Word constantly and is refusing to receive the pure milk of the Word. Yeah, there's a lot of people in that situation right now. Anyway, my time's up. We'll pick this up later, okay, and we'll talk about it. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.